Welcome back to the show. Let's dive right back into part two. Two shows, and that is give you enough room to be able to have some feuds going that aren't necessarily for the title, but could work their way to building to the title. So some people who aren't in title contingency, like say a Piper, like maybe somebody like Oscar, who isn't in title contingency right now, somebody like Shotzi, somebody like um, Scarlet. Those girls could have opportunities outside of the main belt, but could get them to the main belt. Do you get what I'm saying? Jacqueline mm -hmm. could be a stepping stone in that capacity leading into that. So instead of having her come back and just have a one-off feud, let her come back and set somebody up for greatness with that new title. You're not giving her the title per se. Let's say she's like, you're like, okay, we're going to make her the inaugural champion for the Women's Intercontinental Championship. Okay, fine. She won't have that belt for more than a month at best. She'll win it. She'll have it. Tournament set up. Jacqueline's a special um, entrant into the tournament. She wins it. Fine. You move into the next phase where they're setting up her first opponent for her to defend the title. And let's say she goes up against, I don't know, Zelina Vega. Her and Vega would be a good feud, in my opinion. Let Vega be an anti-hero type of character. Don't make her a full-on baby face. I think that she can do it, but she works best when she can go off the cuff, when she is not shackled by the hero concept, okay? Let her go over on Jacqueline. What does that do for Vega? Number one, she's beaten a Hall of Famer and one of the most legendary female superstars WWE has created. Former Cruiserweight champion, former multi-time women's champion. That puts Vega in a position as the second person who is holding this new title to be somebody who is looked at as her potentially being an action, the big title holder for the women's division. You've got opportunities that can be built off of Jacqueline's back with the new title, if that's how they were to do it. At least that's how I would do it. Because somebody like Vega would need a stepping stone to be pushed forward. Somebody like Shotzi, Scarlett, they need that. They need a launching pad to be pushed forward to move into the new direction for everyone. Because, I mean, you did that with Jay Uso. Look at how, how his career went. Like, you had him on the side of Roman. He showed potential in their initial match. He has great character work. He's always been solid as a character in cutting promos, but he was able to expand on that and then change himself so that he can stand on his own without the help of his brother and without his big cousin Roman. So if you are willing to give him the stepping stones to move forward into a new space as a singles competitor, why is that not possible for the women's division? Well, he also went over on some of the biggest stars in the company right now. You utilize Jacqueline's star power to put over other girls that need it. That's what she would be there for. I wouldn't use her for anything else. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I agree. Okay. okay. Um. So, Nick Nemeth 
Um, and I don't want to say just Nick Nemeth, but I think also Mustafa Ali has also been everywhere. Um, yeah. Nick Nemeth um, has um, been making his rounds. He showed up um, at New Japan um, and is probably going to be ch- and is challenging David Finley. Um, Mustafa Ali also did um, a promo that he will be showing up in New Japan strong which is um new japan's um obviously like their american branch of their american branch of the um obviously the promotion and he is going to be wrestling okay wow i can't say his name I hate that. Okay, so he's going to be in um, Heroes. Oh, Takahashi Tanaka. Oh, my gosh. I hate oh, I hate when I mess up people's names. But he's going to be wrestling him. And then also um, going on to Nick Nemeth, he has um, a match with, I believe it's going to be Trey Miguel. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, yes, it's going to be with um, um, Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel also is having a match with um, uh, Mustafa Ali March 1st. So Trey Miguel is just, like, making his rounds with everyone. Love that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just in general, like, he's, you know, just been everywhere. And then, most importantly, he showed up in TNA um, this past um, Saturday. And that looks like that will be a home for him for a little while. Which we love that for him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because a lot of people were, you know, were shitting on the fact that Dolph got let go by WWE. But I, like I said, there's no reason to hold on to a bunch of superstars when you know you're not going to utilize them within the next year or two. Like, I think it's fine that they let him go. And he can go and do other things. And he is really showing his ass right now. Him and Mustafa. Like, well, apparently, (laughs) Dolph told them it was okay for them to. Yeah. Let him go. He requested. He was like, yeah, he, yeah, he's like, he didn't like request it, request it, but he was like, I've done pretty much like, you know anything everything name of yeah so he was like i'm he was so he was basically like i'm okay to go and it's fine you know a lot of people were very upset about it and i was like sometimes y'all just gotta look at the bigger picture and i'm like when he basically was like i he's like i couldn't i couldn't do anything else more he pretty much had like i mean yeah yeah he's been money the bank He's been world yep. champion. He's been tag champion. He's been intercontinental yep. champion. He's been NXT yep. champion. Yep. US champion. Yep. So it's like. He yeah, had a heyday. Yeah. There was a time where Dolph Ziggler was the only thing being talked about. And that's why I was like, say- it's not, it's not a bad thing when they decide to move forward. Now, Mustafa, he's a different story. Yeah, that's a different you know story. 
just like every time I can understand him saying okay I'm out I fully understand that like well it's like I I felt bad for Ali because it's like every time he was trying to get like momentum going something happened to cause it to quit but I think I think he'll do great I know Nick is gonna do great um Maybe you I know. beat the shit out of Moose. I can't stand Moose. I'm so mad. Um, Dana yeah, Brooke Shelly also showed up in um Impact. Yes, she... Ash by Elegance. <laughs> Nicole called that shit the moment we saw the blonde hair, and 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 the, the first she was like, mm hmm. Everyone's Dana. like, Dana's gonna be an Impact. Like she's a knockoff Tony Storm. I'm like, you don't even know what she is. She just showed up dressed to the nines. What the crap is wrong with you? Red lipstick. I mean, it, yeah. it reminded me of Tony when I saw her. But like I said, I'm gonna wait and see what she gives first, and then I'll I'll go there. It's just it's correlation. You see her. She's a white woman. Hair's the way we saw her hair. It what we didn't look like it was down her back, but it is actually down her back. She doesn't have the same hairstyle as Tony. She's just a white woman with bright red lipstick and she had the fur on and that's the first thing you think of. The correlation is she looks like Tony Storm to me. It looks like it's giving Tony Storm. And then the Ash by Excellence with the, the man servant by her side. I was like, I, I hope Tony D Dana is different. I hope she's different. So I'll give it a shot. We'll just wait and see. Speaking of TNA, because uh, I think we're almost done here, I got the results for Hard to Kill because the Impact has officially became TNA Wrestling again, and they mm -hmm. had their first uh, pay-per-view under the TNA banner, the revamped TNA banner, and I'm just going to go through this real quick. We had a couple matches on the pre-show. Uh, Steve Macklin defeated Rich Swan. Uh, then top, weird enough, Top Dollar showed up. God, I'm white. I just called him Top Dollar. It's Top Dollar. No well, problem. AJ Francis was scheduled to be there. Yeah, yeah they I, yeah they've been promoting that for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been paying attention, so that was on me. Joe Hendry came out there and freaking oof made <laughs> that music video. They showed the clip of him not being able to make folks. <laughs> but you know what though, like. That was like when he came out and he said, because uh, I don't know if y'all saw this, when he had hit that move, he said he wasn't feeling right, like something in his body wasn't right. So he went to get checked out at the hospital. And that's where he found out he had type 2 diabetes. I'm and sorry. His blood, and his blood sugar had spiked up like really super high. And like people are like, well, how do you not know you have diabetes? And small it's education. It's not hard right? to not know that. It's really not hard. Well, here's the thing: type one diabetes is the one that you can have onset, which is considered juvenile diabetes. And I know this because my husband's a diabetic, and he got uh, diagnosed at seven because he just kept peeing all the freaking time. That's how they knew something was up with him. Type 1 diabetes, it's onset. Like, you know, you're born with it. My mom, who's a type 2 diabetic, it's genetic that can come on at a later time in your life. And there's symptoms that you may not even think of it being type 2 diabetes. My mom was acting like really weird, really sluggish. 
you know, had like no energy. She went to the doctor, they did some blood tests and they said, hey, uh, you got type two diabetes. Did you know that? She's like, no, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> so AJ Francis didn't realize it until he went to the doctors and sure shit. So, you know, he, I noticed, I noticed he looked like he lost a little weight, like he trimmed up a little bit. So yeah, he lost a know. lot of weight. He lost a lot That's of weight. Mm-hmm. So shout out to AJ Francis for doing, doing the right thing with that. Um, Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers defeated Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. I'm so over that dang feud. Well, I mean, they are calling themselves the system. Eddie Edwards, Alicia, Ryan Myers, and Moose is their leader. Tells you a lot about them. Um, They're the system. And then there's some guy that's with them. Maybe Nicole knows who he is, but he has locks. He's black. I don't recognize him. I've never seen him before. And I've been trying to I figure have to out look, who I he have is. to look at it again. Let me see if I can find the video and send it in a group chat. I've been trying to figure out who he is, but I don't recognize him. I, I've never seen him before. And I was like, who is this guy? But he was a part of the group that was standing on the stage when Nick made his debut in TNA at Hard to Kill. And I was just like... Who is he? Where did he come from? Because I've never seen this man before. And TNA has been on and off for quite some time. Like they, a whole month, they have not put out a consistent storyline television show for a solid month. So I I was really lost and confused. But yeah, they, they have a new faction over there called The System. It started out with Moose and Brian Myers, and it had Bully Ray in there. They were calling themselves the scumbags. That didn't work out too well. Bully Ray turned over a new leaf and has decided to be a face character now. Um, I'll put it in a um, group chat, y'all, if y'all want to look at it. So that group basically got done, and what happened is Moose won that um, Feast or Fired match, which I love that fucking match so much it's such a good it's so good and moose won and he got the right to challenge the champion whenever he wanted and he decided to execute his challenge at hard to kill by then the system was starting to form and they had the system going up against the tna originals and I mean, obviously, to usher in the new form of TNA, they had the system go over on on Eric and Frankie Kazarian. So it was, it's something. We'll put it that way. Eddie Edwards is like the most least uninteresting wrestler ever, and that's no oh, offense. No, no. Um, <laughs> Matt Taven. And okay, I need Mike, to know. them that and Rogers, those are some uninteresting ass motherfuckers. Respectfully, I have to agree. Yeah, Mike They're Bailey's so a great wrestler, interesting, he's amazing in the ring, but there's not a lot to him, you know, there, there's not a lot going on there. 
And you're just I, like, eh. I just need to know what is your hate voter for Matt Taven? I mean, I, I don't even know the guy, but like he showed up in AEW and you were like, oh, he's on my TV. Like, seriously, someone get him off my TV right now or I'm going to throw up. Like, you really don't, don't even he's know. He's just like hates. gross and he's just like not good. I need a picture. Just like I don't even know who that is. He the cold. Uh, he's like he looks like a deep. I don't. Guy. I don't. Yeah. I just. I don't. I just think he's just so uninteresting. Just like what so bland. Oh, okay, has, I see him. He has like this mohawk. He's a weird looking individual. He's trying um, to do Ryan Cage's hairdo. Oh, that's what it's reminding me of. Okay. Um. I I mean, he just looks like he's doing an impression that isn't working. Does that make sense? Makes sense because that's how I feel about Eddie Edwards. He looks like every other guy from Boston that I've ever seen, and he's just got like no personality. Nothing keeps me interested in him. And his wife, his wife can't wrestle, like at all. But whatever. Uh, TNA Digital Media Championship. Crazy Steve defeated Tommy Dreamer. Congratulations to Crazy Steve. I believe this is his first solo title for as long as he's been in TNA. So congratulations to him. Um, so the main show kicked off. It was the Knockouts Ultimate X. Uh, it was G- G- yeah. Giselle Shaw, Zaya Brookside, who... I know she was in NXT UK. I did not watch NXT UK, but I saw her and she is, first off, I'm going to say it. She is freaking gorgeous. I loved her gear. Her wrestling is top notch. Like I am very impressed by her. So I'm going to keep watching her. Uh, Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and Danny Luna, Giselle Shaw defeated all of them to get a shot at the knockouts champion. Yeah, she should have. Uh, throwaway match. PCO came back and defeated Dango by disqualification. I really thought this feud was over. And then they had another match, right? A tag team match. Uh, this is from Cage Side Seats. After the bad guys stomped PCO, Rhino ran out for the save. Santino Morella wasn't pleased with the cheat match, so he used his director of authority power to book a six-man tag. Jake Something was brought in as the partner for PCO and Rhino. So it was PCO, Rhino, and Jake Something against Dango, Alpha Bravo, and Oleg. What the fuck? Uh, PCO, Rhino, and Jake Something won. Uh, yeah. Throw it, throw it. And I don't want to say throwaway match because Jake something is actually a good wrestler, but for like all that he was It was a throwaway match. It's okay, Alexis. It was a throw it was a throwaway match. It's fine. TNA knockouts tag team championships. MK Ultra versus the returning decay. Mothers are back. Rosemary and Havoc came back to TNA. They were doing the Courtney Rush and Jessica thing for a really long time, but they went back to the K. They defeated MK Ultra to win the titles. And I don't say this a whole lot, but mothers were mothering. These girls came out and they look fucking amazing. 
and I, I'm going to pop for decay. I always am. So it's just good seeing. And I love, I love Havoc and I love Rosemary. So of course I was happy. Okay. Um, so yay. Uh, and then during the pay-per-view, Scott Moore and Dorian Roldan, I'm sorry if I mispronounced last names. They announced there was a renewed partnership between TNA and AAA. So that'll be interesting to watch. Love that. Um, for the X Division Championship, Chris Sabian went up against Kushida and Higo Del Vikingo. Uh, heard this was a really good match. I have not yet watched this, but from the clips that I saw, all three men put on a hell of a show. They put on a hell of a match. Uh, Chris Sabian defeated the um, Vikingo and Kushida, but I can watch these guys go at it all day. And Vikingo, he is such a great aerial artist. We don't, I think that's one of the lost arts of wrestling is people who can be like aerial, you know, like people who take to the sky and you all, but it's not just flips and shit. He actually takes his time and you can see him like take a deep breath and he doesn't jump until he feels ready to do it. So mm -hmm. I would love to see him and Ricochet go at it. I think that would be like, oh, like, I joke about it, but you know, like how I used to say the Lucha Libre matches always kept my attention when I was a kid. Yeah. This would be a match that I would be like so locked in on. It's not even funny because I just would want to see what those two guys could do. Well, I think, I think they're going to put the replay up if it's not already up on YouTube. Um, the membership's only like, five bucks it's 4.99 a month i might have to i might have to get that but i heard it's a, you can it's watch a, it what's the only one they don't show they don't show hard they didn't show hard to kill that one you had to pay full price for they don't show um bound for glory or Slammiversary. That you have, you have to, to sign it. up for. Yeah, you have to sign up for Impact Plus or pay that separate price of the full 40 to watch the show. But the rest of them, they show. So of um, the YouTube um, membership, unless they changed it and decided to make it all Impact Plus, I mean, TNA Plus, which is possible. Um <sighs> So I'm not sure, but you can, they will put the replays on the, um, on YouTube. So you can watch the replays after the show goes live. I'm going to look that up and see if they put it on there. Cause that shit is crazy. Um, a match that I'm really excited about just because of the person who's in there. Josh Alexander went up against a debuting TNA Alexander Hammerstone. This match was brutal, 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 but like, you know, it was just basically two beefy men, like meaty men slapping meat pretty much. Um, Hammer did a great job. Uh, Josh Alexander did pick up the win, but people have been talking about Hammerstone since that match. A lot of people who didn't watch him when he was in MLW. So I wish nothing but the best for him because... I got a soft spot for him, but he is a really good wrestler. And he's one of those big guys who can actually like do more than like five moves before they get tired out. But I'm just letting favoritism show here. Uh, TNA World Tag Team Championships, ABC went up against the Rascals. 
Steve-Alt, Mike Bailey, and Laredo Kidd, and the grizzled young veterans who are making their TNA debut as well. I know Tip and Nicole were very happy about that. Um, ABC, <laughs> ABC retained. I heard this match was really good, too. I'm happy for grizzled young vets. They got shafted so bad because of that one idiot. You know what? Good luck to them. Uh, as we said, Dana Brooks showed up. Her name is Ash by Elegance, which is a mouthful. But what? Um, TNA Knockout Championship. Jordan Grace went up against Trinity. Jordan Grace picked up the win. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that Trinity might be done with TNA, even though they are promoting her to be at another show coming up this week. Uh, and possibly because, getting a rematch. She's been promoted. She's asking for a rematch, too. So, uh, people were thinking, because the way she was waving and telling everybody thank you at the end of the match, that she was leaving Impact or TNA to go back to WWE. As m I was thinking about it today, as much as I loved Trinity being, like Trinity to go home and get, you know, the you know, treatment that she deserves from WWE. I don't think I want her to go back just yet. I was thinking about that today, and it's just like, she's doing so good in TNA. She did really good on Impact. A lot of people started watching Impact, especially uh, the women's division, because of her. I think she's going to stay in TNA for a while. It, or, you know, it could be proven wrong. Who knows? Maybe by the end of this year, she'll be back in WWE. But as of right now, as much as I would love for her to show up in the Royal Rumble, I don't think it's going to happen. Would I it be do. Cool? Would, it be, would it be cool? Yes, because that would be the second time a woman from Impact showed up in the WWE Royal Rumble, which would be freaking awesome because the hype Nikki James got for showing up, Trinity deserves that too. But. I think that she's gonna get her rematch. I think that she's gonna lose, obviously. And then she's gonna show back up in WWE. Um, you have to remember Trinity's also married, and um she is away from her husband majority of the year. They're on two separate paths. Only time she gets to have time with him is when he's not working and when she's not working. That's a lot of work. You're talking about having to move and travel. They're traveling different schedules. Y'all got to try to make sure shit links up. There's a lot of other factors that come into play here besides you, you know, going off and wrestling and doing great wrestling matches. While Trin has done extremely well in TNA, and of course, Jimmy supports her. He's going to support whatever she does. If it were me, and I knew that the people who were holding me back are no longer there, oh, I'd go back to WWE in a heartbeat. But see, now they have to see her. You cannot marginalize me and put me down in the dumps because I've proven that I can sell without you. So now you've got to respect me. Period. I wouldn't go back unless you 
made it very clear that I was going to be somebody who was going to be on TV on a week-to-week -week basis. I wouldn't go back unless there was some type of story or booking set up for me immediately. doesn't have to be titled. It just needs to be a booking where I'm wrestling and I'm on TV. And then later on, I make my way to the title. You would not marginalize me. I'm not going to be pulled off of television because you don't want the show to go on or you don't want me to do anything. When I'm champion, respect me as a champion. Put me on television. Those are my rules. If you don't want to follow them, I'll stay where the fuck I'm at. Plain and simple. I mean, she can make the demands that she wants because she has the power to do so. And that's another reason why a lot of people have to calm down when people get let go from wrestling companies and when they move into other spaces. Because you don't understand. Y'all act as if these companies that they work for are the end-all, be-all of the companies. And it's not, that's not true. They, ha they have to build themselves up again and make it so that you respect me. WWE only respects what they feel like is worthy of being respected. So, okay, you don't you don't want to make sure I'm on television? You don't want to book me like I'm a star? Fine, fuck it. I'll go somewhere that will treat me like a star. And that's exactly what she did. She was seen everywhere. Everybody knew she was champion. She went in there, sight unseen, walked through the door and was put in title contingency and has held that division down like she was supposed to. So you can't go back to WWE and then go back to being in the back, waving a leaf, and then possibly getting a title shot, possibly wrestling some of the best. No. You were able to put Rhea Ripley at the forefront. You were able to put Bianca at the forefront. Naomi deserves the same treatment. Yep. Figure it the fuck out. But just know that while you're figuring it out, I am going to ensure that you do it. Because if you don't, I will leave again. Because I have other options. They know this, and so does she. So they will do what is necessary to make them happy. And, and if I would make it so that after a couple years, I got a re I can rework my contract. So if I want to leave, I can leave. With no fault to me or to the WWE. That's how I would set it up. Well, also, I mean, she's also mentioned that her and Jimmy want to try to have kids. So, you know, she, you know, whatever she does, it's, it's up to her. But, I mean, she's single, like her, she's made people talk about her ever since she showed up in TNA, which is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, good or bad, she's there. I mean, y'all get upset about her girls making money. So, I mean, more power to her. I would go uh, back to the E. This is me. But if she doesn't want to, that is her business. I'm not mad about it. Um, but I would go back. And I'll go back now because she's got, not because, you know, she's hot and she's on fire, but because of the women's division that they have and the possibilities of where it could go. Um, If we're being honest, I personally, if I was Naomi, she probably wants to carry her own child and have the baby naturally, which is her business. I wouldn't be mad about that. But if it came down to it, 
she could go through IVF. They have the means to be able to do that. Someone else could carry the child for them. They could use surrogacy. Medicine these days makes it a lot easier for you to concede and have children, depending on where you are financially. So she has those options to consider. I'm not saying she yeah. has to go back right now and do all this stuff right now, but she has options. And I feel like if I were her, I'd go back now while those girls are still there that were Good girl, get a surrogate. I'm just saying. I'd go back girl, there and I'd tear shit up. I'd go back there, give me Becky. I'm going back, give me Becky. When Charlotte get her knees together, let me go over on Charlotte. I think Charlotte's going to get me, She's going to be home for that. He going to knock up that lady while she's at home. She needs to stop playing with him. Yeah, I mean, me, I could me see it in his. Them. I could see. I could see it in his eyes. I he's said, oh. Well, he loves her. I don't blame her. That's uh, one he thing does. about Charlotte. They're, they're very Johnny, sweet. They are in love with each other, and every time you see her when that. she's around him, she just seems like she's just genuinely happy. She looks different. She yeah, looks happy and. And she's never wearing makeup because he likes her without makeup. He likes her naturally. And period. Baby, that's a rare find. Okay. Find yourself a partner. That. He's a rare find. I mean, he is infatuated with Charlotte. He loves her, which rightfully so. And I I'm also what I does. really appreciate about her is that she really took it upon herself to really uh, like get acquainted with his culture and like yes learn spanish and yes um like know his family and stuff like that and that's what i yeah, really like about did. it too that is and, and that's a rare find and she she was like well we wanted to communicate and at first we were using google translate and that's she said so she that's like, so cute though thinking about yeah. that she said it was unfair to him that you know, I couldn't communicate with him the way I wanted to. So she said she learned how to speak Spanish. She had enough conversational Spanish to talk to him. And then it got to the point where they didn't need the Google Translate and they could just communicate with each other. And she just, she learned really quickly how to speak Spanish. And they've been doing it ever since. And I thought it was really cute that they was using Google Translate to talk. And I was like, oh, that's a whole movie. They need to make a movie about this. I would love that. It's funny. Same. If she was willing to put in the fucking work. And I mean, like... So was he. I know, it's just... But you saw how, like, he's a good influence on her. Like, she looked peaceful, like, at peace. And for a while, she wasn't looking like that. And, like, she came back... What was it? One time, I think she was injured during, like, uh, quarantine or something like that. And she mm -hmm. came back all like excited for her to show up because they're like hell I even said it I'm like I miss Charlotte when's she coming back like it's because it was mm -hmm. noticeable but she came out and she had like all the filler and stuff done gone from her face and we were like we haven't seen this Charlotte since, since NXT like we were all joking around about it but she looked a lot better yeah and then, like that was wasn't that after she got the breast reduction though like when she had yeah, the breast complications. Yeah, because she got those taken out too. Yeah, she got them taken out and and then she came back and she just, her makeup was almost natural. Almost. 
but she looked, I thought she looked really pretty. I always thought Charlotte was pretty. I thought she was, I always thought she was beautiful, especially when she gets like really made up and they give her the really long curly extensions. I think she is gorgeous. So especially she smiles. Yes. She's a beautiful woman. So like I was like, I'm like, this this woman is really pretty. And legitimately, she just looks happy when she's with him. And he just makes her feel like she's the only woman in the world. You can tell by how they react and act with each other. And I'm just glad because it's a rare find, especially in that industry with the men and how they operate and women too. It's a rare find to find someone who is solely focused on you, no matter what's going on around them. So that's what's Just up. like, you know, it's like if your partner don't care if you, your hair, your nails, your makeup, dress to the nine, if he sees you that attractive then, and then when you look like a swamp wisp with your hair up in a bun and baggy pants and everything, and he still wants to dip you down, you got a good one right there, cause that that's a that's a good man right there. <laughs> um, but so we got. Have you guys put in your uh, bets for the pregnancy pool yet? No, no and I'm not going to. You petty heifer. <laughs> Stop, man. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? What else am I going to do for nine months? If I had a hot-ass husband like Andrade, don't you think I'd be like, hey, hey. I mean, hey. fair, fair, Alexis. I can't even be mad at you, man, like that. Because you ain't got no work to do, and you laid up, they ain't using them at AEW, I don't think. Uh, he's, I think his contract with AEW is done. He might have shown up Oh, yeah, no, it too. is done. No, it is done. He um put out, like, a note um, thinking like AW, like the fans, people backstage, wow. uh, Tony Khan, and blah blah blah. So yes, yeah, he is done. Wowzers! So he, I did not know that. Unless Tony did that dick move with contracts on him. But uh, one last match, and we've already said it um, for the Impact t- uh, title. Moose won, unfortunately. He's not going to keep it though long. That's my hope. And uh, Nick Namath came out, surprised everybody. And Dolph, Nick, I'm almost called Dolph. Nick, baby, please do something with that hair. It is hanging on by a thin, thin, thin line. Well, to be fair, it looks a lot better than it used to. Dude, it still looks fried to me. <laughs> I know he went and got the ends cut. He went and got a cut, and it looked really healthy, like he had, like, just flat-ironed it. It looked nice. I'm not going to lie. It looked nice. It looked nicer. Somebody went in there, was a true stylist, cut him up, got rid of those split ends, those dead ends. They got rid of all of that. He was trimmed. He was flat-ironed. It looked like his hair was soft, so somebody put a good conditioner in there. He looked better than what he did when he was running around in the E. It don't look like fried ramen noodles no more. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe AJ Styles gave him <laughs> That's what I was about to told him I what shampoo gave him right. his wash regimen. Right. Yeah. His wife, AJ Styles' wife be getting him together. 
Oh, his hair is beautiful. Like he has a blowout too. Like what the hell? Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. Not, it be it is gorgeous. You be like, damn. I don't know who be doing it, but they be getting you together, sir. He's got that uh Revlon hot brush. You know the one you can put it on, and it's supposed to like, you know. Yeah. He's got the Dyson, he's got the Dyson Airbar thing in there, just you know, hitting it up before he goes out on the match. Oh my god! But that was CNA Hard to Kill. Uh, a lot of people like this pay per view, so I'm excited to see what they're gonna do back under the TNA moniker. And I think the reason why they weren't like super storytelling was because they were trying to, I guess, uh. Like not trying to get anything set before they switched over to TNA, which I'm fine with, but I'm excited. I can't wait to see what they do. And they need to get on a fucking cable station. Well, they seem to be happy with access. Well, I don't I don't know why, but me personally, I would want to be on the cable TV. But I mean I mean, you never know. Like, WWE seems to be moving in new directions when it comes to cable television TV. Hmm. So, I think this is the last thing we have on the docket, because I know NXT is coming up soon, and you guys want to watch that. Uh, so, Tiff called this. Everyone give her her flowers. Everyone yes, she yes. was... Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shoot. I forgot about the Amazon thing. Mm-hmm. So, came out while we were on break that like it always does well we thought we weren't gonna get a break but we were like no we'll let the shit figure itself out (laughs) uh it came out that amazon and wwe are interested in a partnership with each other so what is that? Don't mean? we love that? Don't we love that, people? What does <laughs> that mean? Well, that means on Monday night. Now, Peacock will still run the PLEs because they're on that contract for a while. I don't know what's going SmackDown's going to USA. That means Monday Night Raw would be streamed live from Amazon. That mm-hmm. means if you cable and you did away with cable because cable is freaking expensive and there's never anything good on you can watch money in real time without having to wait two or three days later for it to get on hulu and have the shit be edited out of it which i think would amazing not even gonna lie because and everyone's like, well, can they do it? I'm like, dude, Amazon's streaming NFL games. If they have the servers to withstand that, I'm pretty sure they can do WWE. That's true. So I am super stoked about that because at least I can watch Raw. <laughs> I mean, they will get what they need to stream it if they win the bidding wars to get it. They will do what's necessary to maintain it. Uh, A lot of people are against it. They say you're cutting out a lot of fans 
from being able to watch the show. I disagree. Millions of households have Amazon Prime as we know it. This will force them to watch Amazon Prime if they want to be able to watch Monday Night Raw. Like most older people have Amazon. Like most people have Amazon. Most people have access to it. It's not the end of the world. They're like, oh, you're alienating the people in cable, even though cable is dying. Streaming is also dying. I'm like, sirs and ma'ams, listen. The way that you do this, this is not like, you know, traditional streaming. This isn't a situation where like Netflix putting out a new show and then cutting the show off. It's contractual. It'll be done just like it is on cable television. They will stream the show every single week. You'll be able to watch, and that's it. You go about your business. It's not a situation of will they, won't they, can they. It's going to happen because it's contractually obligated to happen. Fans will flock to what they want to watch. Y'all said the same thing about Peacock. When Peacock's new streaming service was launched and WWE was a part of that launching strategy for Peacock. And they've been pretty successful with it. Although we have our issues with the service itself, it's not a bad service. It's not bad. Most of the time, the show stream with no issues. There's not a lot of buffering issues like it was with WWE's. Whatever's going on, their servers are strong enough to house all of us who be watching. Y'all were very adamant that this was not going to work out for WWE or Peacock. And look where we are. Mind mm-hmm. you, I don't like Interface, but it's still okay. Mm-hmm. The logistics okay. of the Peacock service need to be fixed, for sure. It's for sure. trash. But the overall concept of it, it works. I don't know what kind of super servers they got, but it does not buffer that often with me. Whereas when I was watching it with WWE Network, I would be behind 90% of the time, mainly because they could never keep up with the amount of people on the damn app. Say this, I've seen, let me just geek out here real quick. I have seen pictures of the Amazon server room. Like, I'm not even joking. I saw that. I was like, oh, 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 oh. That's pretty and terrifying at the same time. It's I expect like, nothing less. You know how big an Amazon warehouse looks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The size of that, and that's the server. That's like their server room, but it might as well just be a server warehouse at that point. If you would do that too, you've got millions of subscribers watching TV at any given point. You gotta have enough to handle the amount of people that could possibly on your be on your server. Especially with like them having Thursday night football. Right. Now obviously this is just a possibility. But they say that Amazon is the front runner for I WWE. I think it would be a smart run or a smart move to put it on Amazon just for like a couple of years or so. Everybody has Amazon. More and more people are turning away from cable. 
And I mean, everyone, I mean, people are going to complain about, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, well, Netflix, you know, stop this TV. Like regular cable channels have shut down TV shows, good TV shows for no other reason, just to say that, you know, oh, no one was watching it. But you're like, wait a minute, people were watching the show. Why did you cancel it? Blah, blah, blah. It will reach more people, especially right now, because all three of us are pretty much fucking snowed in. You can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have <laughs> electricity, dude, there's nothing to do besides read or play video games or watch TV. And I mean, why not? Because remember, we read this thing that our people were freaking out because Amazon's starting to, it's, Amazon said it's going to start showing commercials. And I was thinking I put two and two together. Well, maybe that's why, because if they have WWE, WWE, yes, will get money from Amazon, but they still have to have sponsorships. So I'm thinking maybe that's it. I mean, they're I showing know. commercials so they can make money off of ad revenue. I mean, that's why Amazon Prime is showing commercials. Well, that was just but Netflix idea. was floating around that idea too. Netflix, you know how they was getting ready to have them. I'm sorry, Alexis, they was getting ready to have those tier levels. And it was like the nine ninety nine level was going to be like having commercials, and if you was at the premium level, you wouldn't have commercials. Mm, I was like, I'm whatever, a- do whatever. <laughs> okay, I don't mind the commercials because whatever. But like, I'm I got Amazon's Prime student, so you know, in college. They're gonna be like, okay, you a student. <laughs> Period. Uh, I think it's a smart move because, like, I want to watch WWE, but it's just like you like this is the thing that makes me mad about Hulu because I can watch it like a couple days later on Hulu. But y'all, I can't remember what it was, but y'all told me about this thing that happened, and I watched it on Hulu, and I'm like, wait a minute, where is this thing at? And then I saw the clip on YouTube, and I'm like, they completely took it out of the freaking Hulu playback. What the heck? Hulu got a bad habit of cutting shit out. And I don't know if it's for time purposes or what, but they will cut something out with the quickness. Mm. And it'd be important shit. They'd be like, I didn't see none of that. They're like, yeah, well, it happened live. <laughs> But I think it's a smart idea if they do it. Well, hopefully they do it because that would be great to watch Raw. Like Monday nights, like right now, like I told uh, Daryl, I'm like, holy shit, you know, they're going to, they might be switching over to Amazon. He's like, right now, I said, no, but how cool would that be? And he's like, it would be nice to watch. And you know what he told me? He said, it'd be nice to watch wrestling with you on Mondays again. All right. That son of a bitch in this house. <laughs> Ew, not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> Nicole, um, what do you think? Um, I think it's a great idea. I like um, even though I know like hardcore football fans like don't necessarily like how you know they're the football like there's football on Peacock and like all that other shit and but I like it because I think it makes it more accessible to people and I just like I just think it's a good idea 
Well, we'll say the most often. Well, I'm I'm glad that they are moving in that direction. I feel like it's smart. USA Network is great. I love watching Raw over there. The SmackDown is going over there in October. In October, NXT is going into CW to relaunch the CW Network as more of a sports oriented type of um, network. Yeah, because like they canceled to all them damn shows. Yep, they're moving out of that comic book superhero era, and now they're putting on like um, crime dramas. They're putting on rom coms. They've got during the day. They've got um, I think Drew Barrymore's um, TV show or talk show streams live over there. They have the hot bench, like the Judge Hour, and then at night they run with their TV shows. And they've got rom coms. They got com- romance dramas. They've got the um, crime theater thrillers and crime dramas. And then they have a night, which I believe is going to be on Tuesdays, where they run sports-related stuff. So CW is changing themselves and rebranding themselves. And now you've got WWE with the last little um, hiccup of TKO to kind of really set WWE up is to ensure they have a home. And if they're going to go to a streaming service, what better streaming service than Amazon Prime? 90% of the households in the United States has a Prime because we enjoy the delivery service. They Most people don't utilize all of the things that you get with Prime, okay? Because not only do you get the delivery service, you get the TV service. You also get music, Okay. There are discounts on some of the things that you can purchase. Like if you get um, Kindle, if you use Kindle, if you like reading books on an ebook level, the Kindle is is cheaper with Amazon Prime than it is by itself. So there's there's major perks that come into play with having Amazon Prime depending but, on what you utilize. But also at the same time, I feel like if you have an Amazon account, nine times out of ten. You have a fucking Amazon Prime account. I have had an Amazon account. It's, it's, I think it's specifically an Amazon Prime account since I have been in culinary school. I would say so that's been at least like eight, nine years ago. I've had an Amazon account for a while too, but I didn't yeah, join a Prime. Very, very long time. I don't think I joined Prime until. Uh, I want to say when I was I've in, also had in Netflix for a very long time too. Yeah, I had too. Netflix I... when you were when you would I would get DVDs sometimes for Netflix. Yes, that's how long I've <laughs> had had Netflix. Me too. Same here. Like we had the old school ones, and when they started streaming, the only thing they had streaming was Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess and a couple other shows that they got the licensing for. It was, no, I could tell you because I watched them all. They had Ancient Aliens for some reason. They always had Ancient Aliens. And um, and then also they had like all the the Family Guy shows. So they had Family Guy, Cleveland Show, and American Death. 
Yeah, they have. So I specifically very... remember we would all, and when I was in college, we would always watch Ancient Aliens on there. There was another show on there by like Neil deGrasse Tyson that was on there a lot. Um, you know how Netflix got started? And I just found this out like a couple, like a little while ago. So no. They were, they, the, the creators would rent stuff from uh, Blockbuster, but they could never get it back on time and they would get all the fees. So with the OG Netflix, they're like, oh yeah, you can keep this as long as you want, but if you want anything else, you have to return it. Because they are being oh. heavy over. That's a mess. I mean, I miss. You know what? I fucking miss Blockbuster though, because there's like the other. What was it? A couple weeks ago, I'm like, I want to rent a video game. Like, I don't want to like buy one. I want to rent one. And then I realized there's hot dog. And then I realized there's a. Uh, no place to rent video games anymore, and it made me feel old. Yes, it is. I have Gamefly, but There's... I want to walk into a store and look around. Ah, you want a physical copy. Got it. You can't rent games from, like, um Record Exchange. You have to buy them from Record Exchange. Hmm. I've never been I remember there. Record Exchange. Mm-hmm. Like game exchange is 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 what it's called, but I sometimes call it record exchange. My no, bad. it was called. We had this store back home. I remember there was like two locations. It was called Record Exchange, and then they had like DVDs, and they also had a whole bunch of like CDs and records, and also had a lot of games, and and it was all like second hand. Yeah, yeah, and but now it's I called get... game exchange. They just call it game exchange. For us, now. it was just called record exchange. I like vi- like I vividly remember because I remember one location was like low key dingy, but I used to love going there. We had like a couple stores like that back home. We had like that one, and then we had like some real real bootleg one of that. My stepdad got me like an old Sega from one of those places and I have not been able to find it in years and it makes me upset oh man because I had games with it too like he got it for me like for either Christmas or birthday like a few years ago and I have not been able to find it um but yeah, I love that place. And that's where I that's when I used to like play a lot of games. So I used to get a lot of like my Game Boy games from there. Mm-hmm. Because they were cheaper. Yeah. They're still cheap though. You can go to like um you can go to Game Exchange and get the stuff now and get it for less than you would get it from GameStop. You know. Depends on what you want. Well, new games, no. And anything that has to do with Nintendo. You ain't gonna pay less than thirty dollars for it. If that. So but anyways, we went off topic. Let's reel it back in, ladies. Oh, what else do we have left? 
I don't think we have anything left. I think we're good. All right. Well, I know you guys got uh, NXT to go watch. I'm going to go to bed because there's nothing for me to do around my house and I am still snowed in. So I'm going to go get some sleep. <laughs> All righty. Nicole, we're good. I'm going to do the, the outro and post. So, okay. Everything's Gucci. <laughs> there are a couple of things that we forgot to talk about um, and that was the injury report we did mention in the show I believe that Cora Jade suffered an ACL injury which means Cora will be out for at least bare minimum of nine months usually those types of injuries take more than a little better than a year to repair the knee um but we wish Cora the best. Seth Rollins also suffered an injury this past Monday. It seems like he may have tweaked it or bruised it. Um, no one is quite sure the extent of that injury, but he has suffered an injury. Now, more than likely, we did mention on podcast, I believe, but more than likely, he probably won't have a match at Royal Rumble. Um for the sake of him being able to recover and the fact that he just defended his title this past Monday. So that probably won't happen. But if Seth is okay and this is just like a little minor, minor bruising or maybe a contusion, he probably just needs a little bit of time to rest and heal and then he'll be ready to go by the time um, Elimination Chamber comes around, which is in February um, on the 24th, I believe. So as far as I know, for right now, those are the injuries. Well, the really ones that are super, super concerning. Um, this past Friday, there was a slight injury with um, Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes. Both of them had a botched spot with a um, sit-down Spanish fly that didn't go 100% correct with Austin Theory taking the brunt of that Spanish fly and Carmelo getting a little bit of residual. They both suffered face contusions, but as you saw this past Tuesday, Carmelo Hayes is fine, 100% ready to go. And he also wrestled this past Tuesday to continue his stint in the Dusty Classic. As far as Austin Theory is concerned, Theory um, is clear to go as well, and he seems to be fine. Um, there is no other injuries that I'm aware of in the E, but I'm sure there's quite a few in the IWC. That injury bug is strong, but we're going to hope that people recover fairly quickly, and we wish nothing but the best for Cora J. Hopefully, when she does come back, she'll be stronger, faster, bigger than ever, and she'll have that run that she was getting ready to get coming back into NXT. All that being said, that was what we missed. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week like we always do and give you guys, maybe if we if we record next week, we'll give you guys the rundown or we'll have a new topic for the show to cover. We'll see you guys next week.